What's happening, everybody? On today's show, the latest news going on around the conference. We'll get into previewing SEC Week 8 with our buddy Lynn Scarborough of Lindy Sports. And we'll give you our picks for all the SEC Week 8 games. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Lockdown SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Sports. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at lockdownsec.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch! Around the conference. Going to be a big game on Saturday when LSU plays host to number seven Ole Miss. LSU coach Brian Kelly, well aware that if they want to pull off the big win, stopping that explosive Ole Miss offense, particularly the run game, will be big. In his Thursday night press conference, Brian Kelly was effusive in his praise of that offense that Lane Kiffin runs. The Ole Miss coach, one of the most gifted offensive minds in the country. Brian Kelly on Ole Miss's offense says, very creative. They clearly have the ability to run the football. The quarterback is dual threat. Can't take away everything, so we have to be sound defensively. Some good news for LSU is running back Armani Goodwin will play Saturday against Ole Miss, according to Brian Kelly. Kelly said Bo Lowry and the training medical staff were amazing in the work they did to get Armani Goodwin ready to go after missing a couple games. We know that Ole Miss, very elite in the running game. They're ranked number three in the country in rushing yards per game. Quinchon Judkins and Zach Evans, so, so good in that rushing attack for Ole Miss. LSU avoided a losing streak by beating Florida last week, 45-35 to 35 in the swamp. LSU quarterback Jane Daniels, so, so good last week. But Ole Miss coming off a 48-34 home victory against Auburn. LSU leads the all-time series 61-41-4 against Ole Miss. Ole Miss won last year's meeting 31-17 in Oxford. The Rebels revealed their uniform combination for this game against LSU. They will wear white helmets, red jerseys, and white pants as they head to Death Valley. So a big, big one for Ole Miss coming this weekend. Meanwhile, over at Como, South Carolina, they will play uh, Texas A&M in front of a packed stadium. Columbia, South Carolina, I should say, not Como. But... Uh, Saturday night, Gamecocks got a fairly healthy squad taking on Texas A&M. Running back Christian Beal Smith and defensive tackle Alex Huntley are among the players that have been cleared for Saturday night. Shane Beamer talking about injuries on his coach's show said, as good of a position health-wise as we've been since the season opener. Beal Smith is going to play, and Huntley is good. So good news there for South Carolina. Is it to say the health report is completely perfect? Wide receiver Corey Rucker is going to miss another game, his sixth straight with an injury. And uh, David Cloninger of the Post and Courier reported that edge rusher Terrell Dawkins practiced Thursday but will not play this week. South Carolina will host Texas A&M Saturday night at Williams-Brice Stadium, 7.30 Eastern on the SEC Network. Meanwhile, over at Mizzou, they're going to try to end a three-game losing streak this weekend against Vanderbilt. The Tigers have already released their new uniforms for the game and now have their updated injury report 
Project, uh, listed as probable, it'll be wide receiver Luther Burden, wide receiver Dominic Lovett, running back Elijah Young, and among those listed as out, offensive tackle Hyron White and defensive back Isaac Thompson. The big news here is Burden. He's been dealing with an ankle injury. was questionable earlier this week. He has 18 catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown this season. Eli Drinkwood saying, you want to be full strength. you got good players who earned every opportunity to play based off of what they put into the season in eight months of training. Injuries and Knicks are part of the game, but the fresher the horses, the faster they tend to run. Mizzou will host Vanderbilt Saturday with a 4 p.m. kickoff. The broadcast will air on the SEC network and that is the latest news going on around the conference when we come back we're going to talk all things sec with our buddy lynn scarborough of lindy sports you want to keep it locked right there because we got a ton of stuff we got to get into thank you guys for making locked on sec your first listen every day before we uh get to our buddy lynn scarborough we want to remind you about our friends at underdog fantasy this episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy the easiest place to spice up college football this season if you go on their app you can see all the great stuff that they got going on right now you've got uh, everything from quarterbacks running backs and all the action going on this weekend you just got to pick the over under on a lot of them it is so easy to do it's easy to play available in over 30 stakes you just pick between two and five players across any team and decide if they will finish higher or lower than the totals that are listed one of the easiest fantasy to play games out there you can win cold hard cash in a single game. Sign up with our promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. And Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Deposit 100 bucks, get 100 bucks free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. It's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. That's one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. It is awesome and you will not regret it. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. One of our favorite segments every week is catching up with our buddy Lynn Scarborough of Lindy Sports to talk all things SEC football with him. And he joins us right now, so let's jump into it. Uh, Look, we'd be playing some Rocky Top music for him right now because he called it Tennessee beating Alabama a week ago. But let's jump into it. Uh, Lynn Scarborough. Lynn, how are you, man? Yeah, doing doing great. The, uh, you know, Rocky Top was not the song that actually was being played at the end of that game. It was um, Dixieland Delight, and it was uh, it was a classic. Uh, I don't I don't know how many people got to watch the TV and realize that, but uh, but that was Dixieland Delight, which which I uh, closed my column basically uh, this week with the with with several lines out of uh, out of Dixieland Delight. A little bit of trivia on that too is that that's not Tennessee's fight song. Uh, Tennessee's got a fight song named Down the Field is the name of it. And and if you hear it, you're gonna you you may recognize that. Oh yeah, I've heard that at Tennessee sporting events. Uh, and most people, you know, because Rocky Top has become so uh, prevalent, that uh, think that's the fight song. But they they have another fight song that's pretty distinctive in itself. Well, I think you uh, called that one a week ago. You told us that uh, you thought the Vols were going to pull off that upset over Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I thought it'd be a close game. Tennessee would win. The um, this is I don't mean this ugly toward Alabama. Um, but this is this is a really good Alabama team. But they could have, maybe should have lost to Texas. Could have, maybe should have lost to Texas A&M. Uh, you know, Tennessee hadn't come close to losing. 
And, um, you know, and with all due respect to Texas A&M, this is a team that, like, a month before got run out of its stadium by Appalachian State. And Appalachian State has, I mean, they're a good team, but this isn't some Appalachian State that's threatening to break the college football playoff field. And uh, I think I think A&M had the ball 18 minutes the entire game against Texas A&M at Kyle Field. And they got the ball with a chance to win in Tuscaloosa. And um, and then uh, Alabama goes up and gives up, uh, you know. And in fairness, Alabama got a lot of yards too, but uh, but they they give up 500 and whatever yards uh, to Tennessee. And at the end of the ball game, um, you know, they've Tennessee's got to drive, you know, 70 yards or something something like that, and they don't have they don't have but 15 seconds, and they they drive, you know, <laughs> 50 or 60 yards. In 15 seconds, and and have have the two seconds left to kick the field goal. So um, this is, I mean, it's a good Alabama team, but this, this at least so far, this has not been a, a national championship Alabama team. Uh, you know, a national championship Alabama team is not going to give up uh, 500 something yards and um, and 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 not stop a team from going the length of the field in 15 seconds. To, uh, to to win the ball game, but it was a classic, guys. I mean, that's uh, you know that that game. Some games become instant classics, and that one became an instant classic. When uh, C.J. Stroud's having a fantastic season in Ohio State, I think he just two weeks ago, Michigan State, he had six touchdown passes, so he's having a fantastic year. But Hendon Hooker, what he did late in that game against Alabama was outstanding. Um, who's your Heisman favorite right now? If you, if you had to cast one. Boy, that's great. That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I don't think Kendon Hooker, Chris, can be a favorite because I don't think he's he's a he he, he helped himself the other night, uh, other afternoon, and, and into the evening um, by by being on national television. Uh, you know, a lot of folks don't don't know Hendon Hooker still, and uh, you know, and hey, and he's a prime example, Chris, of how the uh, this transfer portal and injuries to quarterback thing. You know, he should be the quarterback at Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech can't get out of their own way. I mean, I think maybe they won a couple of games, but this is not a good Virginia Tech team. I don't know what they'd be doing with Hendon Hooker, but I doubt they'd be doing what they're doing now. And Hendon Hooker transfers to Tennessee and and, and makes such a gigantic difference. And you've got that happening all over the country with the you know, with the transfer quarterback and what it's doing to what it's doing to other teams. But I think Hendon Hooker's gotta be in the mix. I would say that uh, that Stroud is, would probably be the favorite over him right now, just because he's Ohio State and Ohio State's been there, and and he's had more uh, advanced publicity. But no question, Hendon Hooker is playing his way into the uh, into the discussion. Well, a couple of uh, undefeated teams in the SEC still, like Georgia, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. How tough do you think it'll be for Ole Miss to keep this thing going and uh, remain undefeated? Well, they've got the, they've got the roughest uh, row of anybody. Uh, to do that, uh, you know, they still got to play Alabama. Uh, of course, they don't. They don't play the other two SEC teams that are undefeated. So, either Georgia or Tennessee, one's going to lose ball game. Obviously, and maybe maybe more than that. But they're they're sure going. One of them's going to lose one. Well, Ole Miss, if they could run the table, then they're you'd have old defeat, uh, undefeated Ole Miss. What about what about that Ole Miss in Tennessee in the uh, in the SEC championship game? How much money could you have made? If you could have gotten some idiot that was willing to make you that bet out of Las Vegas before the, uh, you know, before the season started, I think Ole Miss of the original teams, um, I think Ole Miss is the only one that has not played, has never played in the SEC championship game. 
you know, Mississippi State's played in it twice. South Carolina's played in it. Uh, of course, they, they weren't an original team. Um, you know, Missouri has a couple of times, I believe. Uh, but Ole Miss hadn't, hadn't been there. Ole Miss has still got to play. You know, you mentioned Alabama. I'm sure they got to play Alabama. But they got to go, I think they go to LSU, Mississippi State, and to Arkansas. I think they got three out of their last five are on the road against teams that look pretty good. Uh, between between LSU, Arkansas, and and, uh, and and I'm talking from memory. I don't have the book out in front of me, but I believe that's right. And so Mississippi has got while they are seven and zero, they got a pretty rough road to hoe to uh, to make it. I, I I personally think they'll beat LSU this weekend. That's not going to make Pappy on my picks, but but I, I really think that Ole Miss probably will go down and beat LSU in uh, in Baton Rouge this weekend. But um, but you're right. There's not there's nine teams left. Uh, undefeated, three of them in the SEC, uh, two of them in the Big Ten, um, and, and I, I think this has got the the uh, potential to be a prime example of why people hate the Southeastern Conference because you got UCLA out there that's undefeated, and the Pac-12 kind of gets overlooked. And um, if they can beat Oregon this weekend, and I'm not sure they will. In fact, I probably think Oregon's going to beat them. Uh, Bo Nix is, you know, having a great a, a great year. A lot of Auburn people are, are pulling for him personally, but wish he still was wearing orange and blue jerseys. Um, but but if if UCLA could somehow beat Oregon at Oregon, then the uh, UCLA Southern Cal game is huge in in November. Uh, TCU, uh, you know, they they're undefeated, and uh, the same situation with the Big Twelve. And, uh, you know, they came back from 17 points down to beat undefeated Oklahoma State this past Saturday. Now, they got another tough game this weekend. But, um, but you know, TCU could get there. And, and so, and, and of course, Michigan and, uh, and Ohio State play each other, so one of them is going to have a loss. But, you know, you've got the potential of having two undefeated SEC teams, Ole Miss and either uh, Tennessee or Georgia, playing the SEC championship game. You think both of those guys are going to get in? Uh, if if you know if one's undefeated and, and the other one just has that narrow loss for the SEC championship game, they might. And we have had times in the past when an SEC team has gotten in. One time it was Kansas State that feels like they were cheated. One time it was Oklahoma State that felt like they were cheated. Uh, you you know you've had teams get in there. Uh, they, it seems like they get in there only because of the SEC uh, member, not because they uh, actually won championships on the field. In order to get there, but right now with this many undefeated teams and and uh, and a lot of them going head to head the rest of the season, it's going to be a fun thing to watch. When we got your thoughts on a couple games already, give me a quick thought on uh, Alabama hosting uh, Mississippi State. This could not be a worse situation for Mississippi State. Uh, they're coming off a very bad game against uh, Kentucky when Kentucky basically shut down Mississippi State's offense. I like Alabama to win it. All right, Lynn Scarborough of Lindy Sports. Lynn, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you again next week. Okay, guys. Talk to y'all soon. All right, that's Lynn Scarborough of Lindy Sports. When we come back, we will give you our picks for this weekend in the SEC. I roll along here, locked on SEC. We need to jump into and give you our expert picks. Only five games in the SEC this weekend, so let's jump into it 
as we give you our official picks in SEC Week 8, as courtesy of our friends over at Bet Online. And we jump into it. Tennessee Martin at Tennessee. Bet Online does not have a, an official line on this one, but we know Tennessee going to win big. Tennessee will roll to 7-0. and They're up to number three in the country. We'll see if they end up moving up higher this week based on what happens around them. Next game at 3 o'clock Central, 4 Eastern on the SEC Network. It is 3-4 Vandy at 2-4 Mizzou. Both teams 0-3 in the SEC, but Missouri a 14-point favorite at home. Look, as much as I want to think Mizzou, this is a get-right game for them, I think they win, but... I'm going to take Vandy plus the 14, right? If, Mizzou, if uh, Mizzou wins, maybe they only win by 10 or so. So give me the four, uh, Vandy plus the 14. Maybe there's a chance they can cover here. Vandy's been getting their butt beat lately in SEC play, but I think Mizzou is a comparable team to them. Next up, the CBS afternoon game it is Ole Miss at LSU. This line started as Ole Miss is a favorite. We're up to uh, LSU minus two. I've seen some sports books even have LSU minus two and a half. I think, look, I've been very impressed with Ole Miss in the run game, but I do think that that schedule has been very forgiving to them. I think LSU gets it done at home. I think the Tigers find a way to win. Jaden Daniels was so impressive a week ago in the swamp. I think the offense is going to roll for LSU. I think the offense for Ole Miss is going to roll. I think this is going to be a shootout, and this is going to be very similar to that game in Baton Rouge two years ago where LSU won something like 50-48 to 48 or something crazy. I think it's going to be a shootout. Take the over, whatever the over is, but uh, give me LSU minus the two. I think the Tigers are going to find a way to upset Ole Miss and give them their first loss of the season just because this one is in Baton Rouge. Into the night games, Mississippi State is at Alabama in the Tide. 21-point favorites, fresh off their loss in Knoxville to Tennessee. Mississippi State not doing so well after their loss to Kentucky just a week ago. Mississippi State 5-2, Alabama 6-1. Alabama 21-point favorites, though. I'm going to take Mississippi State in the points. I just, I think it's a game Alabama wins. Bryce Young was very good last week, back off his injury. But that's a lot of points, three touchdowns. I know Nick Saban has mostly dominated Mike Leach in this series and has shut out Miss or shut down that Mississippi State offense. But I think Will Rogers and company find a way to score some points. I think they cover the 21. Give Mississippi State plus the 21, but I think Alabama still wins probably by two touchdowns. And lastly, it is Texas A&M at South Carolina. The Gamecocks, three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. According to line, the Aggies going in as three-and-a-half-point road favorites in Columbia, South Carolina. I keep going back and forth on this one. I was so impressed by Haynes King in the loss to Alabama just a couple of weeks ago. I think... South Carolina finds a way to get this one done. I like what I've seen out of Marshawn Lloyd and the run game. I like Spencer Radler. I think he's starting to come around and get a little bit more comfortable in this offense. I think the Gamecocks win this one at home with home crowd and the atmosphere. I think South Carolina finds a way to get the win. They get to 5-2 and two 
in the SEC. Texas A&M dropping to three and four in the SEC with a loss. So there you have, have it. Those are our SEC Week Eight picks. Do what you want with them as you like, but we'll see if they come to fruition. Tons of uh, great matchups this weekend, even for a small slate in the conference. We'll see what ends up happening. Again, this is a big, big week for some of these teams. Can Ole Miss stay undefeated at LSU? Can AM get back in the win column? Get to four and three. South Carolina, if they lose, they'll drop to four and three. If Alabama wins, they're seven and one, four and one. The SEC, they're rolling. Mississippi State, if they take a loss, they're five and three. Can Vandy, if they can find a way to be Mizzou, they can get back to 500, 4-4. Four four. Mizzou gets a win. They're 3-4 in, in uh, overall and feeling a little bit better about themselves trying to get to bowl eligibility. So a lot of stuff on the line this weekend, and we encourage you to uh, go check out some of our other great podcasts. Thank you guys again for making us your first listen every day here on Locked on SEC. You can go check out some of our other great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network covering your team every day. Whatever your favorite SEC team is, just search Locked On and that team's name, and you'll find that podcast as well on the YouTube page as we're all doing the video stuff now as well. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys on Monday, recapping all the action in SEC Week 8 right here on Locked On SEC. Have a great weekend, everybody.